So what's up, not lightning? Not much. You know, I, I, I guess I'm your new co-host. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it's the uh, Holman and uh, Rice uh, Truck Show podcast. Yeah, so we got uh, our, our friend of the show, Mike Rice, who uh, oversees Adventure Off-Road in Huntington Beach. He's been on the uh, on the show before. And uh, unfortunately, uh, something tragic has happened to Lightning, and he's not with us today. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I read the CDC memo. Diesel oil, Dr. Pepper, and cocktail weenies, not a COVID prevention measure? <laughs> yeah, it did uh, did not help in his case. Uh, uh, allegedly, uh, our man Lightning is uh, is down. So we're uh, we're just going to uh, do our own show today. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll have some fun, and uh, hopefully uh, people won't miss Lightning much. But I, I have a feeling he's going to want to call in. Yeah, I have a feeling he's he's not going to be taking this idly. Should we take that call? I think we should take that call. Let's see. I've got this. Is what's really cool is I've got the board, and I can Uh-oh. do yeah. So what I can do is is when he calls. <laughs> so we'll just do that. Uh, and <laughs> guess what? You can mute him now too. Well, I can. And then the other cool thing is is all of the listeners uh, when he uh, when he's on the show they go. So now the suckage is going to be uh, so much better, and I've I've got check this out. Yeah, buddy. So I've got uh, I've got yeah, buddy on here, and then uh, at the end of anything that we say that's funny. So I, I've got control of the board. Uh, I don't have uh, I don't have lightning uh, here uh, to uh, to tell me not to touch anything like I normally tell him to. And the inmates have the asylum. So that so that so that happened. All right, so we've uh, we've got. <laughs> There's, there's so much cool stuff on this. So uh, when we moved in the, the uh, pod shed, we you know got all new equipment, got a new board, and I have never gotten to play with it because I'm always on the other side of the table where you are. Interesting. So I, I get now you're running it. the show. Now I'm running the show. Um, all right. So here's the deal, uh, Mike Rice. Uh, if you guys have uh, ever heard of the uh, Dirt to Whiskey podcast, that's Mike's. Uh, I wanted to bring a little of the Dirt to Whiskey influence, so I have a. a a bunch of bourbons and whiskeys and rye sitting on the desk right here. You sure do. All right, go through what we have there, and then tell us what we're gonna what our first swig is gonna be. You have a you have a very good selection. Thank uh, you. First off, chicken cock. Chicken cock solid, right? Chicken. Cock, this is Island yeah. Rooster, so this is one that's finished. I think rum barrels. Rum barrel rye. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jeffersons, which is always uh, the, a good choice, and that's I believe small batch. Yeah, very small batches. Very one of my small favorites. Batch. Um, also, the Woodford Reserve, the double oaked, which yeah. is actually a, one of my favorites. I pick that bottle up every time I find it. That is a great bottle. Um, it's almost too smooth, and at the price point, it's hard to beat a double oaked. Yeah, double oaked, forty bucks, super yeah. smooth, very smooth. Yeah, very it's always rich. in my bar rotation. Okay. Um, the horse soldier, which I've had that you graciously gave me a pour of last time I was around, kind of a little bit spicy, but still yeah. very, very good. Um, and then we've got the uh, the Heaven's Door uh, straight bourbon whiskey. So, what are we going to drink first today? Um, I mean, the Heaven's Door is almost gone, so we might as well start with that bottle. I, I like the way you think. All right, so <laughs> so I've got the uh, the bottle of Heaven's Door, and we're going to pop the cork. Oh, oh, that sounded good. That sounded all right, good. And uh, because uh, I've checked with our HR department uh, from Truck Famous LLC, uh, they said that it was okay, and it's a Sunday, so here there we go. you go. All right, that's uh, that's Mike's yep. pour. Save yourself some. There yep. you go. All right, so we're going to. Uh, Let's cheers to uh, cheers to the truck show. Cheers to uh, the Holman and Rice uh, truck show. <laughs> right, all right. Gonna nose it here. Mm, oh good. man, we just killed that bottle. Yeah, 
You know, uh, you might not know this, but Mike Rice and I actually killed a uh, Boss Hog 7 once on my porch. I had oh, about yeah. uh, an ounce and a half left, and uh, my house was on the way home from his work. I'm like, dude, you got to come over here. We're going to kill this, uh, this Whistle Pig Boss Hog 7, and that was probably one of the best ones, I think, ever. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Good caramel. You get the good sweet sweet aroma yeah. with it, and, and it's not it's not super spicy either. It's just, this is a really nice bottle. I don't even know what the proof is on this one. I don't know. I, I ended up picking that bottle up um, for Nick from Peak. Oh, nice. Yeah, you uh, Nick from Peak had his open house yesterday, right? He, he sure did. The guys from CBI and Prinsu yep. and had a whole lot of uh, Tacomas over there. Lots of Tacomas, um, lots of Tacomas, lots of Broncos. So is that news out there now that those guys are working together? I think so. Yeah. So. There was a lot of people there that I didn't recognize. So okay. I think that they were all the CBI Prinsu yeah. camp. Um, and they're now working with uh, Nick at Peak Suspension. And for sure. so Nick's uh, big in the uh, Colorado ZR2 community, getting bigger in Bronco, and then also the uh, the Tacoma guys. And so yeah. it was a natural fit for those guys to work together. And so they was it a new building that they were opening up out here in SoCal? Basically like a satellite location. So yeah. Nick got Nick got his own facility up and running. Nice. And they're going to do Prince CBI stuff out of that place as well. Awesome. Which is nice. Um, they do keep a good amount of stuff in stock. And as you know, like Prince racks are not exactly easy to get a hold of, or no. at least historically they haven't been. But, you know, when I was there yesterday, they probably had, you know, 50 racks of various kinds just sitting on the shelf. All right. Uh, before we get into the show, uh, reach around behind you on that table. And reach a, around? Yep. And there's a white envelope. So grab that. Uh, Lightning is missing out. So this has been sitting in the podcast studio for a little while now. And this is from our friend, uh, Mr. Rutherford from Oregon. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and Travis sent us out uh, Dr. Pepper Cotton Candy, one of our listeners. He wanted us to try it on the air. Lightning's not here. And so here's the thing. I know you guys have been sending me video after video. So there's three... Or four Dr. Pepper videos I constantly get. One is, Whataburger Dr. Pepper shake. You guys all say that it would elevate Whataburger. Okay, fine. I, I haven't had it. I'm of the mindset that Dr. Pepper is perfect as is, mm. and it sucks with flavor. Cherry Dr. Pepper sucks. The berry Dr. Pepper sucks. The only Dr. Pepper that's flavored that is like reasonably okay is the cream soda. The vanilla sucks. So I feel like Dr. So Dr. Dr. Pepper is already flavored. Why would you change it? Well, that's what I'm saying. And so when you do like the Jelly Bellies, right? Yeah, they just t- they taste like Dr. Pepper jelly right. beans, but it's not the same. It's not that the the elixir of of the gods that uh, that quenches your thirst, right? And then there's like uh, you know all these people who like to mix flavors. So I think it's pure and perfect in its in its normal form. So when somebody tries to apply Dr. Pepper flavor to something else, I don't I don't know. So we've got this Dr. Pepper cotton candy. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up here, and we're gonna see. All right, let's try this. I mean, it smells like Dr. Pepper cotton candy. It's exactly what you would expect it to smell like. Uh, the, the other videos everybody sends me is the Deserano and Corona. So you've seen that video, oh, right? Yeah. Where they mix Deserano and Corona and they say it tastes like Dr. Pepper. The other thing is the new one is one part root beer to two parts Coke. And they say it's exactly Dr. Pepper. And there's like a conspiracy theory. And the conspiracy theory is that Dr. Pepper was long before those ones. And then somebody split them up and to like deconstruct Dr. Pepper. I haven't tried that, so I'm going to. But here, take some Dr. Pepper cotton candy. And I want to. Let's, let's see. You I mean, my immediate thoughts. The visual is a pink, uh, pink panther fiberglass. Yeah, that's yeah, but darker. But dar- yeah, a little bit. Oh, this One is that's weird. Been in a wall for like 50 years. Let's see. It's weird. 
You know what it is? You put it in your mouth. It tastes like doctor. It tastes like cotton candy, but the the saliva juices that melt it down taste like Dr Pepper, like flat Dr Pepper, not good Dr Pepper. The first taste, it tastes like cherry air freshener from a car stop, <laughs> from like a truck stop. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's very um, artificially flavored. Very. Yeah. Not for me. Not good. Yeah, it might not be a winner. No. No. All right. Well, we tried it. We Travis, tried it. thanks for uh, sending that. Now to wash this down with some... Yeah, bourbon? Yeah, with some uh, Heaven's Door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a strange flavor combo right there. Okay, you guys don't know this either. I was on Mike Rice's podcast, and we drank a 60-year-old bottle of wild turkey... Correct. ...that had the tax stamp still on it. Yes. That was the worst thing I've ever drank. It had been put in the barrel sometime <laughs> in the 1960s. It literally tasted like what you would imagine turpentine to taste like. Dr. Pepper cotton candy and Heaven's Door's not that far away. <laughs> no, it's not. In fact, oh, I'm man. getting a little bit of heartburn right now. So Yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine why. So before we start the show, we gotta thank our friends over at Nissan. So if you are in the market for a Nissan truck or a half ton or a midsize, head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you check out the Nissan Frontier or the Nissan Titan and Titan XD. And uh, yes, the Titan XD finally left my driveway. They came and they told me I had to give it back after two months and very disappointed for that truck to go. I, I had a great time with it. Uh, industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. NissanUSA.com. You can go out there and you can build and price the Nissan Frontier or Titan of your dreams. And if you are looking for any sort of awesome uh, product for your truck, whether it's a gauge or a tuner, throttle controllers like the Pedal Monster, cold air intakes and manifolds, exhaust systems, intercoolers, boost tubes, diff covers, trans controllers, mechanical gauges, yeah, they still make those, sensors, modules, turbo systems, accessories, and even apparel, you want to head over to bankspower.com where you can put in your year, make, model, and find out what they have for your truck. And last but not least, we have to thank our friends over at Full Moon Digital who have been helping us with our social and uh, keeping Truck Famous LLC alive by giving our sponsors good return on investment, which is uh, apparently what you need to do when somebody gives you a lot of money. So if you're a business who needs help with SEO or social, hit up our friends over at fullmoondigital.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, whoa, whoa. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Holman and Rice. All right, so uh, well, I, I, what do you say we get into the show? Uh, since Lightning, you know, passed away uh, because of COVID. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is sad, isn't it? I was, um, it hit me hey, hard. Uh, guys, is there a well, um, is, is he? Wait, hold on. Is, right that, here. is that the uh, voice? Hey, guys. Are you in heaven? <laughs> what is heaven's hotline? What does it look like? We here's the bottom line is we're not good actors, and uh, you're not a good actor, and you're not and, dead. Uh, I'm right here. Mm, I'm not dead. No, I have. A, oh, I I misunderstood uh, your I'm text. Oh, yes. Wait, hold on a second. I hired a new guy wait, already. Wait a second. Is that Mike from Adventure Off Road? Yeah, I had to hire somebody who knew what they were doing. <laughs> And it's, How I, dare you? I was telling Mike, I said, you know what? I was, uh, we were talking about you, and then, oh. yeah, everybody was really sad oh. that you uh, that you succumbed to COVID. Dear God, he has control of the sound effects now. Oh, you have no, no idea. 
He's on all of the buttons. So I, I think what we need to figure out is uh, we need an intro for lightning. So I, I have we to do. look here, and I have to see uh, which which intro is appropriate for him because we're going to interview him today. So he's That'll he's going to be our guest, right? He's never been on the other side of the Truck Show podcast. So hey, uh, hey, lightning. Yes, I'm here. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? So today on the Truck Show podcast, we have Lightning. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sorry. We have Jay Tillis from Banks Power, who has uh, been a gracious <laughs> sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. Uh, Jay, it's great to have you on the Truck Show. Uh, my understanding is uh, Banks makes a ton of products for uh, for your truck, and all you have to do is go to BanksPower.com, put in your year, make, model, and uh, find out what fits your ride. That's absolutely correct. Thanks, Sean Holman. You're welcome. And, uh, and, and, and who's the other guy in the studio there? I understand you're uh, also into off-roading? I am. <laughs> That's our audience. They really like him already. He's, yeah. he's fitting in great. I'm pretending not to know Mike. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, Mr. Holman. Uh, oh, by the I way, you not, being in, in you not being in studio, uh, you missed out. We're drinking bourbon right now. Cheers, I Mike. You would be. Right Cheers. Yep. All right. So we got that. And then uh, Travis Rutherford sent us uh, Dr. Pepper Cotton Candy, which we both have decided is horrible. So you missed out on that. It really is horrible. Are you going to save some for me? Yeah, no, you we're saving have, it for you. You, you have, can the, have rest. the rest. Of the bag. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I got to try it. Yeah, no, no, it's it's going in the uh, Dr Pepper fridge and waiting for you, so it'll be nice and fresh when you uh, when you return, if you return. Okay, is it worse than the Mountain Dew that uh, Rich Holdaway brought down? Uh, it is worse than the Mountain Dew. The Mountain Dew, the fruitcake Mountain Dew, was disgusting. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was bad. It was fruity and graham crackery in a drink. So it's some. So there's a uh, rancidness and a sickly sweetness see, to it. I don't drink soda, but when I used to drink soda, yeah. I was a Mountain Dew man. So I wouldn't say this about Mountain Dew because I actually Mountain Dew's okay. Like when I was a kid, and you just want ne- all that. It was nectar fine. of the gods. Nah, that's Dr Pepper. <laughs> and when Rich brought us the fruitcake, the the best I could describe it is what you would think antifreeze tastes like to a cat. That is about what cats, it tastes like. Cats, <laughs> cats like antifreeze. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> why, why cats? Well, so I don't get that, but to me because, it was because very, ca- it was cough syrup. It was sickly sweet, oh. and it had a rancidness to the graham cracker flavor that came out late no. in the palate. Yeah, and I, I felt mm-hmm. like you could, if that's all you had and you didn't know that Dr. Pepper existed, you might like it, but hate yourself for liking it. Kind of like Monster. Right. Yeah, I don't. Oh. No, no, no. I don't hate Monster. Monster's, no, I, I, I didn't say it you hated it. It depends flavor of Monster. Yeah. Right. All right, well, we're, we're interviewing you. So I don't know. How, what, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Banks? You want to talk about how uh, the show has started? You want to talk about... Uh, well, oh, you want to ask no, Mike about the pod shed? Uh, yeah, so I do. I, I wanted to ask Mike your opinion. So this is the first time, Mike, that you have been to the pod shed. Uh, is it every bit as cool as you? Uh, as Sean sold it as? A hundred percent. It's a hundred and ten percent. Really? I, oh yeah. No, it's really amazing. I like it. What's your favorite? Like and, when you and, walked in, what was your favorite thing when you when you saw it? Uh, the TV on the wall, and then the uh, the lighting along the uh, the perimeter, the, the halo, perimeter at the top? lighting. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Now, yeah. you do the Dirt to Whiskey podcast, correct? Correct. And do you have a studio set up like this, or is it more or less in your house? Uh, uh, he has uh, it in the middle of a bunch of Hot Wheels and cats. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you if you imagine 
a table surrounded by a collection of toys, guns, liquor bottles, and memorabilia. It's really close to what it's like in the yeah, hot shed here right now. <laughs> Look, there's our Hot Wheels over there. Different vibe. Liquor here. Liquor here. Uh, and there's a gun in here somewhere. Th- yeah, this is really nice, though. You guys did a really good job on it. Thanks, man. Yeah, we. Well, I cannot take any credit for that. That's uh, that's Holman and uh, all of Holman's friends. Yeah, and, so not uh, you. <laughs> uh, I I did uh, very little. What is he? What's the joke? Wait, what? <laughs> no, go go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was giving you credit. Why are you ripping on me? Well, I'm not I was saying that you pulled it off. I do. I thank you. It's, it was was a, uh, a a labor of. I, normally, I would say love, but it was really a labor of necessity, <laughs> so that we could uh, keep this thing going. And, and it caused the neighbor. Oh, by the way, the uh, the the neighbors next door, their house is now pending an escrow. Yeah. Oh my god, that was fast! They just put on sale two weeks. ago. I know, and they already got an offer, and they're so it's moving right along. I saw the inspector come the other the day. The pod shed was the uh, defining factor. The of impetus, yeah, up for sale. Isn't that awesome? That's it, awesome. If nothing else, that was totally worth building this thing yeah. in my backyard. In the transition, uh, Holman, in the transition between them moving out and the new people moving in, we need to have like some crazy rager. Yeah, fireworks coming out of the roof of this thing or something. Something nuts, exactly. Um, so over the last couple uh, hours, while I was waiting for you guys to get the studio uh, uh, set and me uh, to pretend uh, that I was going to be a guest, I fell in love with what do you mean pretending? GPT, which uh, oh, you are sorry. a guest. You are so a guest. Didn't I, you get I, the memo? I felt like um, have you guys played with uh, the uh, generative pre-trained transformer known as Chat GPT? Yes. No. Yes, I think this is what it, when it reads back to you, it sounds like this. This is Chat GPT. Ask me a question. <laughs> so, ask, so ask Chat GPT a question, and it'll answer for you. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what do you think of the new Nissan Frontier? The Nissan Frontier is awesome. That's why it is outselling everything, and it has a rear frame that is boxed and rear disc brakes, unlike a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, you know, so at Nick's thing yesterday, there was actually a frontier there that was kind of built up already. Really? Like winch, rack, what, rooftop tent. Really? What, what yeah. was, all right, Mike, this is where you can't just say Nick's thing. You have to describe what Nick's we thing We already was. talked about Nick's thing. You just weren't on the air. Oh, the, oh, I gotcha. Okay. The, 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 uh, the peak suspension open house, there was a Nissan Frontier ah. there, and it was actually kind of done up. It looked like it had a little bit of a lift on it, tires yeah. and wheels. Cool. Bumper and winch. All right. Rack like and a rooftop tent. I wonder whose stuff that is, because there's not a lot. Things are trickling out right now yeah. for Frontier, and I keep seeing stuff on the socials where it's like, hey, here's a cool, or, or a Nissan Frontier comes across this the uh, thread, and it's it's yeah. cool. There, I I want to build one, so I'm working with Nissan right now. I'm hoping we can get a project truck for next year that Adventure Off-Road will be involved oh, in. Oh, yeah. But we want to build one up as a weekend warrior with like 33s mm-hmm. and just go have fun with it, and I think it would be really cool. My fr- my very first truck was a 95 hard body. A great truck. A great truck. You cannot kill those truck. things. I remember my friend hucking one, and those were torsion uh, bar and mm-hmm. super solid, but he hucked it off like a bunch of whoops, and it just went like – Butt to the ground, nose to the ground, butt to the ground, nose yeah. like boo, goo, goo. And he went way too fast and it was like bottom out, top out, bottom out, top out. And it just looked like the whole thing should have like like mirrors flinging off and doors and the oil pan should be somewhere where like the you know the intake or the cylinder head is. And everybody was like, Oh no, he's ruined his truck. Nothing. It was fine. It was it fine. Doesn't care. Absolutely no issues. I actually got rid of that truck for a brand new two thousand one Frontier Desert Runner. 
Oh, you had a desert yep. run. No kidding. Yeah. No, I did. I, I had that truck, and then that truck ended up someone ran a red light and totaled it. Of course. It. That's my old Ranger ouch. was like that. I've been getting a lot I've been getting some calls on on the new frontiers, and I'm really curious to see how the market responds. So do I think me it's a, a favor truck. while you're doing research on what they need to to upgrade them, just keep a note because I want to go through and I've got a few vendors we've talked to, people have supported the show who are willing to support this build, but I want to see if there's anything out there that I'm not you know, that I'm not aware of. Gotcha. So keep that going. All right. Uh, back to lightning in his chat GPT. Uh, uh, well, so, so it's funny that you bring up the frontier cause this is legitimate. Last night I looked up, I said, please review the 2023 Nissan frontier. And this is what chat GPT says as an AI language model. I don't have the ability to review physical products or vehicles, but I can provide you with information about the new 2023 Nissan frontier. The 23 Nissan frontier is a midsize pickup that has undergone a significant redesign for the model year. It features a new, more powerful V6, a refreshed exterior design, and an updated interior with more modern technology. Under the hood, the 23 Frontier is powered by a 3.8-liter V8 engine that produces 310 horsepower and 281 pound-feet of torque. This is a significant improvement over the previous model's engine, which only produced 261 horsepower and 281 pound-feet of torque. The engine is paired with a 9-speed automatic transmission, and both two-wheel and four-wheel drives are available. It goes on to say, on the exterior... The 23 Frontier has a bolder and more muscular appearance with a larger grille and more pronounced fender flares and a more sculpted hood. LED headlights and taillights are standard on all models, and there are several wheel options to choose from. Inside, the 2023 Frontier has a redesigned dashboard and center console with an 8-inch touchscreen entertainment system that includes Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility. Other All right, this is the most boring review I've channel. ever heard. I'm telling you, no, but it's ama- I know. Here's the thing. This is crazy. This is AI reviewing it. Right? I know, I know, but here, here's the thing about that. It, it's, Why doesn't it's, that sound like a robot? It's super boring, and it should sound like a robot. All, all I know is it's okay. uh, th- this this reviewer, he, he's, he's been left a little bit cold. Left you cold. Okay, let me let me run some other ones by you real quick here. What <laughs> is the Truck Show podcast? Oh, this is a good one. The what? Truck Show podcast. The Truck Show podcast is a podcast that focuses on all things related to trucks, SUVs, and the automotive industry. The podcast is hosted by Sean Holman and Jay Lightning Tillis. And if you whoa discussions whoa about hold on hold on, did you just realize that it said the yeah. names in the proper order? Yeah. Well. Yeah, things are changing around here. Uh, <laughs> news, trends, and developments in the truck and SUV market, as well as interviews with industry experts, enthusiasts, and personalities. The Truck Show Podcast is produced by... And uh, new episodes are released every Monday. So that was pretty damn close. All right. I mean, uh, I, I'm just I impressed think- that it changed the proper uh, order for the proper order of names. Yep. Uh, I also said, who who is Jay Tillis? Jay Tillis is also known as The Lightning. The Lightning. He is a radio and TV host, as well as a per, a former professional skateboarder. You are a professional He's best skateboarder? known for his work. He's sponsored by Globe, you know. Check this out. He is best known for his work uh, as a host on the popular automotive podcast, The Corolla Show with Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> it says Tillis was born... It says Tillis was born on August 11th in Newport Beach, California, wrong, and began a skateboarding career in the 1980s. He went on to become a professional skateboarder and was a member of the Powell Peralta skate team. Wow. After retiring from skateboarding, he began working in radio and eventually landed a job at KROQ-FM, a popular Los Angeles-based radio station. He hosted a number of shows on the station, including The Lightning and Dr. Drew Show and (laughs) Love Line with Dr. Drew Pinsky. 
That's all wrong. That's all in, wrong. In addition, in addition to his radio work, he's made numerous appearances on television shows, including The Car Show on Speed TV and Jay Leno's Garage. He is known for his expertise in cars and motorcycles and has a large following among automotive enthusiasts. So that oh, is about dude. 30, 30%. Okay, right. hold, hold on. I, I think we, we misintroed you. So I'd like to fix that, and I'd like to play the proper intro after hearing what ChatGPT thinks about you. Yo, the drunk show! <laughs> who dis, who dis? Who the hell is this? A drunk show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs <laughs> in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis, who dis? Drunk show represent! I, I think that's the proper intro for you. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's I, solid. That's solid. All right, did you yeah, ask did, who I am? I did, and you're not going to like it. All right, go. Uh, let me just open it up here. Hold on one second. That's, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you are a, a mega celebrity. It, it basically, so at first it said that you were a bioengineer. Yeah. And then uh, I asked, well, who is Sean P. Holden? Yeah, it's always Sean P. Holden. And, and it said that it didn't know who you were, and I would uh, I didn't give it enough information. So um, you Damn. did not come up on ChatGPT. Here's one that I think is going to be interesting. Okay. I, I want to see if you – if you will agree with chat GPT, if I will agree what, with chat GPT. Yep. Here's the question. What was the first available step side pickup truck? Ooh. Like step side after they were all step side. Yeah. Right. That's what I, that's what I typed. So here's the answer. But is, is the, pick- hold on. Is the answer. So what, are we calling a step side? I mean, I didn't give it more information than that, so it is pretty ambiguous. Yeah. I, I was asking a step side it had, you know, where you could put your foot up on. I'd only say that because, the all, well. because the fleet side trucks were actually what came after the step sides. Correct. Step sides were the standard bed when. So what was know, the first fleet side? Uh, the first fleet side was probably what a Chevy, fifty-eight, fifth somewhere late fifties, fifty-eight Chevy, something like that. What's the first step side? Well, it depends. If I mean, a Model T had a bed, but it wouldn't have had a step. It would have just been like a tray bed with walls around it. All right, I'm interested in what ChatGPT yeah. says. Step side pickup trucks have been around since the early days of automotive history, but the first available step side pickup truck in the United States is generally considered to be the 1925 Ford Model T runabout. See, look at that. There you go. I, right? All right. All right. I like it. It goes on to say that other automakers quickly followed Ford's lead and step-side pickup trucks became popular throughout the 30s and 40s. Today, many manufacturers continue to offer step-side pickup trucks as an option for consumers who want a classic, rugged look. All right. That's pretty interesting. Well, I think that's yeah. interesting. All right. And the last one on my list... Is the Honda Ridgeline really a pickup truck? <laughs> All right, good question. I like I like where you're going with this. Oh boy. And ChatGPT says, yes, the Honda Ridgeline is considered a pickup truck. While it may not have the traditional body on frame construction of any other pickup trucks, it is still classified as a pickup truck due to its open cargo bed and towing capability. Hmm. The Ridgeline also offers all-wheel drive and a range of features and capabilities that make it suitable for a variety of different tasks, from hauling cargo to towing trailers. Anyway, um, hey, yeah, I, that's one was uh, that's a fun game, right? Very fun. So. Uh, I, I thought this was interesting too. You ready? I, I I don't I don't think you're bored yet. So I'm gonna go on. Okay. All right. Why 
why are fewer cars today produced with manual transmissions? Okay. There are several reasons why fewer cars are produced with manual transmissions, including automatic transmissions have become more efficient. Automatic transmissions are easier to use. Consumer demand and cost savings. Overall, while manual transmissions still have their advantages, the trend toward automatic transmissions is driven by advances in technology, changes in consumer preferences, and cost considerations. So it kind of covered all the bases there. By the way, that was uh, Mike Rice uh, popping the top to uh, – is that Jefferson's Very Small Batch? Jefferson's Very Small Batch. All right. We're, uh, we're on to our second drink here because lightning's not here. You with your cracked glass. I hope that you guys are getting uh, lit up. We're trying. We're trying. These are, these are, <laughs> these are solidly big pours. And uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> so Jefferson's very small batches. We're a, drinking. A favorite of mine. We're drinking for three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish you were here. Well, the funny part is that that actually would probably kick the Corona right out of my system. Well, that's why we're doing it. That's why I've you, never gotten sick. Exactly. Me either. That's why this room. This room needs to be disinfected. So we're just going to uh, yeah. drink a lot of whiskey. So then I asked it kind of a uh, I don't know a, an actual enthusiast question, and I said. What is the most popular automotive aftermarket wheel brand? Okay, Mike, you're an Mike, you're an expert. What what do you think it came up with in the uh, in the top three? Well, but here's the problem: is they're all owned by two companies. Yeah, that's pretty much that's true. And did you hear the the news from last week that oh, yeah. Fox bought Method? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, lead time for uh, wheels is 36 weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Mike. Wasn't that Yay! kind of the running thing? Like we were waiting for Method to get snapped up, and Method is part of another company where I think they also own like four or five brands. Right? Method is just the biggest one that we know yeah, out of that it was consortium. Pri- it was like an equity firm or somebody that I think owned them. Um, can't say for certain, but I know f- they got brought into the uh, Fox Group. So, so I guess uh, all those builds now will uh, have I'll, method wheels. I'll have method wheels. Yep. So, so here's the answer to the question: uh, What is the most popular automotive aftermarket wheel brand? There is no definitive answer, but it says that uh, as popularity can vary depending on different factors such as location, style, price, range, and personal preferences. However, some of the most well-respected brands are the following: BBS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is number two is HRE. Okay. Makes sense. Number three, Volk Racing. All right. These okay. are all number, basically car brands for the car most part. Brands. Number four, Anki. Uh-huh. Okay. Number five, Advan. I was surprised this is. This is there. all JDM stuff right here. Yeah. Some Euro. Uh well, hold on a second. Uh well, I did say car, so I didn't oh, say okay. I should have right. said truck. Should, right? should have said truck. Uh, I absolutely should have. Number seven is Forge Line. Number eight, Rotiform. Number oh, wow. nine, TSW. Forge Line is so far down on that list. I would have yeah. expected them to be top five. but Yep. So, again, eight, Rotiform, nine, TSW, and number 10, American Racing. Now, I'm going to ask the same question. I'm going to say truck. Let's see what it says. And there's so a, here, another question that you, need to a, that you need to ask, too, when you're done there. Okay. Hold on one Actually, second. There's two, there's two more uh, chat GPT questions. Well, Mike and I are going to drink. So, yep. cheers, Mike. Yep. Cheers. This is, uh, this is the Jefferson's. Mm. A little spicier. This one uh, has a little bit of spice on the t- roof of the mouth and a little bit on the top of the palate, mm. but it goes down really smooth. Well, I think Mike's going to uh, like this list right here. Okay. Uh, so let's see. similar well, well, to the, Let's see. Let's see. Let me see here. Yeah. All right. So what are you going to say? You got to know the number one because I think that I knew, I knew the number one before this. Uh, so similar to the previous question, there's no definitive answer according to ChatGPT, but... 
These are the uh, most and, well-respected uh, brands. Uh, Fuel is coming in at number one. Really? Number two. Yeah. Wow. Number two is. Black well, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give. Oh, close. Moto Metal. Okay. What? That that high. Number three. I, mean, I, don't, X, I don't agree with that. Yeah, number three is X, XD series. Yep. XD by yeah. KMC. Obviously huge. Number four. Yep. Number four pickup truck uh, aftermarket wheel brand American Racing. Okay. All right. Number number five method as we just discussed. Number six Black Rhino. Wait, are you number doing a countdown seven, right now? A little number bit. Five. Uh, I'm already on number seven though. You got seven. Number four. Uh, <laughs> no, you're going the wrong way, my friend. You're going the you go the wrong way. Oh. Uh, number number three. seven hostile. No, number eight was TIS. Okay. Number nine gear alloy. Have you heard of gear? I've number never heard two. of that. Who's number one? Number one. Uh, and no, I'm going the other way. Number ten, mayhem. So I've never that's heard of nine or ten. So I guess there's only eight brands of wheels. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's some other wheels. That's so all right, ask well, it. Funny thing, the top four are all owned by wheel pros. Ask it what's better, a supercharger or a turbocharger? Ooh. Oh, that's outstanding. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna drink to that. A, actually, oh, we're gonna drink. <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> we are gonna drink <laughs> that. Hey, cheers. Uh, supercharger. <sighs> Or turbo better. And chat GPT is thinking. Oh, typing already. This is quick. Whether a supercharger or turbo depends on the specific application as each has its own advantages and disadvantages. A supercharger is a mechanical device that compresses air and feeds it to the engine's combustion chambers, providing an immediate boost in power and torque. Superchargers are generally more compact and simpler to install than turbos, and they can provide instant throttle response and a near-linear power delivery that some drivers prefer. On the other hand, hmm. a turbocharger uses exhaust gases to spin a turbine that compresses air and feeds it into the engine's combustion chambers. Turbochargers can provide a significant boost in power and torque, especially at higher engine speeds, and they can be more efficient than superchargers as they use otherwise wasted energy from the engine's exhaust. Ultimately, whether supercharger or a turbo dip is better depends on the driver's preferences. Turbo is uh, the right, right answer. I mean, I, th- I think it depends. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll brawl with you on that. I, I think there's a place for both. All right. Uh, ask it, what's better, V8s or EVs? Oh, well, do I want internal answer. combustion or V8s? V8s. Specific out of no, V8s. do V8s. Better a V8 engine or... So, by the way, what, uh, uh, EVs or V8 or V8 or, or electric vehicle, however you do it. Electric. By the way, how how, uh, how affected were you by the uh, your second bout of COVID? Not much. I just had a cough that wouldn't go away. Uh, my wife got it hit pretty hard. She had 102 temp, Ooh. and my kid had it. He had a temp, but it went away quickly. We were getting better. I just tested negative. I was at CVS about uh, an hour ago. And I'm officially negative. Until you boomerang. I still, yeah, until I boomerang, yeah. Whether a V8 engine or an electric vehicle is better depends on a variety of factors, including the intended use of the vehicle, personal preferences, and environmental considerations. And uh, I'm going to skip the meat of this, but the, 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 each one of these seems to have like a conclusion paragraph. Okay. So of the four paragraphs, I'll read the last one. Ultimately, whether a V8 engine or an electric vehicle is better will depend on the individual's needs and preferences. If the driver prioritizes raw power and performance, a V8 engine may be a better choice. 
if the driver is more concerned about efficiency. I feel like this is, nah, this is all bogus. And this reduced thing is, operating costs. Chad B- yeah. GBT well, is, is towing the line on this one. Chad, I, G- Chad GBT is a <laughs> CIA right. what, well, Yeah, exactly. One last question. Please ask it what yes. the meaning of life is. Ooh. What is the meaning of life? If it's funny, it will give us a money Let, well, let's, show if it's funny, Let's find out if it's funny. Here we go. Oh, it's still going. Here we go. It's computing. It's neat because it types across the screen in real time. Here. So are you oh, on wow. – so are how are you doing this? Do you paragraphs? have the chat GPT app or what's your – No, you go, to, you go to chat.openai.com and you create a login and you just start asking it questions. Weird. All right. What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is a question that has puzzled and intrigued humanity for centuries. There is no single definitive answer to this question, and it's ultimately a matter of personal perspective and belief. In the end, the meaning of life is a question that each person must answer for themselves based on their own personal understanding and perspective. Hmm. I don't Hmm. like that answer. I don't like that answer at all. (laughs) Big and ambiguous. Yeah. There's some – I read you – There's some bogosity in there. Most of these – a little bit of bogosity. Each one of these uh, spits out four paragraphs, give or take. Is that all it is? Okay, and I'm so re- give or take. I, and, I, and I'm reading you the first and last paragraph, so I don't bore you. But it, it generally looks like ChatGPT answers the question, then gives you some some facts, and then comes back and summarizes it, at the end. Ed- editorializes it a little bit? Yeah. So as I'm going down this rabbit hole, my, my brother is big into this uh, playing around because he installs Oracle systems, big financial systems is pretty plugged in in kind of the um, AI world just for just for kicks. And he turned me on to I just downloaded it on my thing here. And uh, yeah, there, there must be another Sean Holman because it thinks I'm a Canadian journalist and journalism professor. Uh, who's worked as a journalist for 20 years at the Victoria Times Colonist, the Vancouver Sun, in the Globe and Mail. How about that, eh? <laughs> oh, you know what? We need some Crown Royal. In your, yeah. Canadian whiskey. Yeah, exactly. It tastes like syrup. So I, I'm going to blow everyone's mind here. I, I think that some of our listeners will know about this website, but if you're like me, this will come as news to you. There's a website that you're going to lose four to six hours tonight playing with and it's called there's an ai for that there's an ai for that.com and it's Hmm. got about 200 or more ais and they're all very specific do you want this to write you an article about a new honda ridgeline would you like it to come up with a graphic for a T-shirt? Would you like it to come up with a business card design? Would you like to chat about Amazon? Would you like to uh, would you like it to develop search engine optimization keywords for your clothing website? Like it goes, there are hundreds and hundreds, and I found one that develops illustrations. And I typed in "fat woman singing," and it and I and it and so you can do eight bit, you can do illustration, you can do paintbrush style. And my kid and I were playing with this all night and just coming up with wacky stuff. And it's literally creating art in real time. That just is one of a hundred AIs that are out there. It's it's really wild. There's an AI for that. You click on one of them and you just tell it what you want it to do or what your your uh, 
your concept is and it right. spits it out and I, it's super freaking weird i have just asked uh, will the tesla cybertruck ever come out and the answer is yes. Tesla is currently planning to release the Cybertruck. The official launch date has not been announced yet, but Tesla CEO Elon Musk has indicated the company is aiming to begin production in late 2022. However, it's important to keep in mind that manufacturing timelines can be subject to change due to a variety of factors. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it talks about how it generated excitement yep. and that it's uncertain about the release date. And Enough monkeys with enough typewriters yeah. to get Shakespeare eventually. So. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's the deal? Are, are you planning on staying on the phone for the entire show or are you gonna let mike and i uh, drive this boat i mean i feel like it's got my name in the show i can hang around i mean i'm not dying i mean you're unless today's show doesn't have your name in it we changed it at the beginning yeah i already put my oh, sticker really? over i put my sticker over the thing on the wall so yeah and, and well, that's a, a that's a douchey thing to do and Come there's on, a picture like, of you don't do that to me no there's a picture of you in the <laughs> podcast studio hanging on the wall that has a mustache and glasses and three candles lit mm. by it because we thought you were dead <laughs> yeah we, yeah it was our uh, our, our small shrine to uh, our friend lighting I'm just because happy to I know died. you survived. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's. I'm sorry again. I misunderstood the text. Now let me ask you this: You don't have smoke detectors, so when you lit the candles, did it uh, did it leave a burn mark on the ceiling, or what happened? Just on your photo. <laughs> oh, you oh you you lit you lit my photo on fire. Well, no, not on purpose. It, it did it itself. Yeah, it was just there's not a lot of room in here. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. With three dudes in here and a computer going, about any anything is uh, is subject to uh, bursting into flames. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to if Mike is going to take over my part, I've got some uh, some work ahead of me because I spent last night working on uh, truckshowpodcast.com, which, by the way, is live, ladies and gentlemen. OK, so that we're, we're going to bring that up uh, with lightning on the phone. We're going to bring this at the end, but we'll, we'll bring it up now. Uh, a couple things to uh, let everybody know about. Number one, websites live. So truckshowpodcast.com. Lightning's been working pretty hard on it. Uh, if there are any errors, typos, mis- misspellings, that would be lightning at truckshowpodcast.com. Uh, let him know. Uh, it's got limited functionality right now because we turned some things off because we're not quite ready, but we wanted to give you guys that. So when you go to the website, a newsletter sign-up box will pop up. Please sign up there so we have your emails. There's no newsletter right now, but we want to start amassing that because we're going to be doing uh, newsletters uh, down the line. And last but not least, we need you guys, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com to send us any events that you have, uh, your local event, your national event, whatever it is, any truck event, we're going to have a calendar of events on truckshowpodcast.com, and then we'll be able to talk about them on the show. So make sure you hey, guys uh, uh, hey, Holman? engage. Uh, Holman, yes, sir. Go, go, go to the website right now and click on events, please. Okay, I'm going to go right now. Truckshowpodcast.com. All right. Then click on the events tab at the All top. Right, I see the events tab here. Yep, I see it. We've got uh, March uh, 31st through April 2nd, the uh, Florida truck meet with our friend Jordan Mulbauer. And then we also have uh, March 31st to April 1st, the Hemmings Tailgate Throwdown. Oh, uh, Florida truck meet is in, uh, do you have a location here? Oh, Homestead, yeah, Miami. Right there, Homestead, yeah, Miami. All right. Yep. And then the Hemmings Tailgate Throwdown, March 31st through April 1st, is at uh, New Orleans uh, NOLA Motorsports Park in uh, Louisiana. Easter Jeep Safari, uh, April 1st through the 9th in Moab, Utah. The uh, Mojave Adventure Fest 2023, uh, Olaf, that is going to be at the uh, Mojave uh, Desert Heritage and Cultural Association in Goffs, California, April 14th through the 16th. You've got Slam Fest, you've got SEMA. Good job. Look, I I like the, uh, I think this is cool. You can get, uh, you learn more, you can get tickets. You did a good job on this. Good graphics. 
Thank you. Well, thank you. Well done, sir. It, it, it's designed for mobile. So if you go on your laptop, it's uh, it's not as attractive as your phone. No, I so I really fine. made it for uh, most of our audience is going to frequent our site on their well, I, phone. So I, I also I think like that's the best experience. I also like how you put the uh, the episodes in chronological order. So that, that looks good as well. And I see you've been working so on some project along. trucks a little bit there. It's uh, it's go oh, yeah you saw a project I was gonna drop that on you if you go to click yeah. on click on the project truck open it up yeah and it just says Lightning's 2022 Ram 1500 TRX no click that no click no. it click it all right I'm clicking it and it shows a big photo with project partners and a bunch of videos and uh, and all stuff for you to get paid for doing uh, I mean though this is job. this is these are this is called thank yous got it got it all right well that looks good I like it. We're gonna we're gonna build one of these for the three ninety two. We're gonna build one of these project pages for Lockjaw. Well, what's interesting uh, is for you, your yeah. I was gonna say what's interesting is uh, you have you know a, a dozen uh, different project partners and stories and different things about which is really cool. The F one hundred probably just be one photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you should have built mean, that one first because it was the less the less uh, effort. Uh, I had to work out the buds with this one. Uh-huh. There's quite a bit of content. If you're following along on the uh, TRX build, I think you'll enjoy this page. So churchillpodcast.com, project trucks tab. And uh, Holman, you give me the data, and I will be plugging it in, making a, a cool page. All right. Well, uh, you guys heard it here first. We're live, truckshowpodcast.com. Please uh, sign up uh, for the newsletter. Check out the page. If you guys have any uh, inf- you know uh, feedback on it, we want to hear it because it's, uh, it's, it's a work in progress. So... We're, uh, we're, you know, this is one of the things we promised you guys. And, uh, well, we're, we're, we're delivering one, uh, one promise at a time. It, it, <laughs> it may take a little longer than, uh, than we wish, but, uh, I think everything's pretty cool in here. So, well, well done. Lightning's uh, been busy, uh, A, getting COVID and B, putting up our website. This is there awesome. All right. Well, we just need to fold the oh, it's also digital. got a, uh, wait, you know, I, I, I guess the most important page is probably the contact page because it's got everything right there. Cause we have all these email addresses. It spells it out right there. And, Conveniently enough, you can just click the phone number or any of the uh, email addresses, and it just opens it right up in your phone and shoot us the note or uh, a phone call. Yep, and now we just need a Full Moon Digital and Derek and the crew to uh, help us with SEO on this uh, on this page. He's but, already working on it. Very cool. Yep. All right, well, everybody, uh, wish Lightning luck. We're glad that you're negative. Uh, test one more time before you return to the studio. Mike Rice and I have it from here. We're happy that you could uh, uh, be a part of the show today because we weren't sure. Like I said, we thought you were uh, in heaven. Yeah, or, we. Or, I gotta yeah. say, this is uh, it's it's uncomfortable uh, with you guys going on without me. I just because this is what it's gonna feel like when. Uh, I'm sure you're just gonna you just, edit when, me out of the wait. whole episode anyway. So. <laughs> that won't work. That that, that wait, won't work. Whoa, no, I'm, I'm excited. Finish your thought. What were you gonna say? When what? I was gonna say this is how it's. I'm gonna feel when I'm not on the show anymore permanently, and Mike is taking over. <laughs> and then you basically <laughs> thought better of it because you didn't want to be like Nostradamus in the podcast world, or what? Mm, I mean, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> it, it bothers you that I'm playing with your board, doesn't it? Uh, that is what she said. Yes, and. It's very uncomfortable with you having control over the sound effects. I'm not going to lie. What the f- is wrong with you, Lightning? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. You can't bleep yourself out in real time. Yeah, stupid. I can. You <laughs> the f- oh, whoops. I almost didn't do that one. <laughs> See, it doesn't work. <laughs> it sure as sh- does. This now, is the, now, this is the raddest f-ing thing I've ever played with in my entire f-ing life. You're a f- Lightning. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I have to bleep out your bad bleeping. Why? 
Because you're not weeps, covering up your bed. No, you're hearing latency, so it's it's perfect on our end. It's all good. Sure it is. It's all good. Sure it is. All right, well then, <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, this is this is awesome. Oh, um, let's all right. See, what well, else you go? guys enjoy the show. You, I'm, I'm hanging up on you. You're done. Why? You're done. <laughs> Well, you you were cutting me out. What are you doing? Am I stay am I on the show or not? I'm not First is the Holman and Lightning show. No. And now it's the now it's the Mike Rice and Holman show. We're just listen. I don't get a lead. I haven't no. been here long yeah, enough. He's just sitting in a chair drinking. <laughs> listen, I told Mike, I go, there's cotton candy and whiskey. Are you coming or not? The cotton candy was a bummer, but the whiskey's good. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that sounds like a crazy fun house for uh, perverts and school children. I mean, there, I gave you a, I gave you one of those. Uh, Cotton candy and whiskey. <laughs> now, now we need a white van with no windows, with shag carpeting we can troll grade schools in. <laughs> All right, well, we, we got the rest of the show from here. Uh, I'll have this uh, to you uh, in an hour or so, and it'll be magnificently clean, uh, except for all the editing you have to do. All right. Well, uh, right, don't Jay. suck. Glad you're I'll, glad I'll talk you're to you glad you're doing well. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah, I guess we're I am too. I'll be back to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Bye, Lightning. Later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And he's gone. That was, I mean, that was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was fun. He's mad that we're taking over the he's rest of the show. He's big time mad. You know, he's got a massive FOMO. He's sitting there. His hands are probably shaking. Yeah. No, he's going to drive. Gonna, like I said, he's going to edit me out of the whole show. He's only 15 minutes away. He's going to drive, and we're going to look through the uh, the window here, and his face is going to be pressed up against it, and it'll be like, please let me be on the show. Oh, I'm like, God. dude, we let you on the show. I didn't give you COVID, so you have to be out for a while. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, what do we want to do next? I, I guess we can do uh, – oh, we haven't uh, we haven't done news in a while, so let's uh, let's do a little news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Oh, I forgot to tell you that you're supposed to grunt at that last part. Oh. Oh! That's good enough. Uh, You know, it's good enough for government work. All right, uh, I'm going to say, Mike Rice, did you hear? And you just have to say no. No. Because I don't have uh, Lightning's 47 nose that he uses. So, uh, Hey, Mike Rice, did you hear? No. Uh, apparently, uh, according to uh, the internet, Chevrolet Silverado, GMC Sierra, uh, the plant is pausing productions due to high inventory. So uh, apparently uh, General Motors is going to idle the Fort Wayne, Indiana truck plant for two weeks at the end of March. Oh, wow. So what's kind of crazy is, you know, the last several years have been, as you know, a supply chain nightmare. Oh, absolute nightmare. And I guess now with uh, money being expensive and uh, supply chain catching up and all that stuff, they're actually going to pause manufacturing uh, at a major pickup truck plant, which is probably not great. That's interesting. I wonder if we're going to end up seeing five, five grand, ten grand back on the hoods of uh, trucks at some point. So what's funny is uh, right now it says... um, GM statement January 31st said that they wanted to maintain inventory levels consistent with demand, which, you know, you working at a dealership, you understand 50 to 60 days is pretty standard. Correct. And back last year, they had gotten under 30 days. Oh, and, yeah, it and, was bad. And now that it's starting to stretch out, uh, it said that the according to the Detroit News, the Chevrolet Silverado 1500 inventory was over 100 days at the end of January. Oof. Yeah. So uh, GM already said... And I believe another company mentioned that uh, money's coming back on the hood. So rebates, incentives, oh. things like that. It'll be interesting. How do you how do you write price after you got greedy? 
It's hard to say. You know, from from what I've seen and what I've heard, they were more than happy taking people's orders for trucks. There not being any inventory. Yeah. It, but now interest rates are seven percent, eight percent. Yeah. You know, they want to get that guy today when he walks in the dealership yeah. ready to go, right? But you know, like I saw. I think it was Ram was like 1.9%, you know, so there's yeah. some, there are factory incentives that seem to be coming back, which is great, but you know, you have your pick of the litter of the lot now, there's all sorts of stuff. Unless there's a stop sale. Unless there's a stop <laughs> sale, which is probably news section we'll, we'll, number we'll, Yeah, two. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one in a second. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think a hundred days of inventory is crazy and I think That's you'll absolutely lot. see da- uh, deals, but what I'm worried about is uh, how about all the people that bought full tilt six months ago? I mean, their residuals are going to crash, right? Oh, yeah. The people that paid over way yeah. over sticker, five, ten grand over sticker. for, But, you know, you have to have a truck. you got to buy a truck. Yeah, I mean, you sometimes you, you don't have the luxury of, of being able to wait. So, But it's that whole thing. They're five grand over sticker. It's probably at 2.9% versus sticker at 7%. Well, so. all right. I'll, 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 take, I'll take that. Uh, it turns out also that uh, as long as we're uh, going through this, you may have heard this. So I'll just ask you, say no anyway. Uh, hey, Mike Rice, did you hear? No, I haven't. Uh, Ram is now recalling 306,000 heavy-duty trucks in the U.S. for an electrical issue. Wow. That apparently could cause a fire, and they're asking owners to park their trucks outside. And this covers the 21 to 23 Ram 2500 and 3500s that have the Cummins turbo diesel. And this, so we've talked at great length of the show about the uh, the heater grid oh, yeah. that you know recall that's going on. This is the new heater grid because now it's saying the relays, even on the fixed parts, apparently uh, could be faulty and could overheat, causing a fire. That's a BMW trick. Recall on the recall. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and if you've listened to the show before, you know uh, Mike has uh, <clears throat> experience uh, a such uh, company. <laughs> Uh, so Ram's advising owners to park their trucks outside until it can address the problem. So if you guys have a 21 through 23 Ram 2500 and 3500, that pesky grid heater is, uh, is still uh, going crazy. Uh, this recall expands two earlier smaller campaigns, which the last one uh, was late 2021, uh, and Ram will begin notifying affected owners in March. So uh, 306,165 uh, of you are going to have to uh, keep an eye on your, uh, on your inbox and uh, get that recall notice and get... Get that bad boy fixed. Hey, Mike, did you hear? No, I haven't. Speaking of recalls, Lordstown, uh, the EV truck manufacturer, is recalling almost every truck it made last year. Which is like three. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that many, right? <laughs> uh, it said it was going to suspend production of the endurance, uh, endurance trucks for an undetermined time to uh, to fix the issue. So, um, it's, no uh, issue? What are they? What is the issue? Well, apparently uh, it's going to recall all 19 of them. Oh, that's why I wasn't far off. <laughs> no, you weren't. As I read uh, further down in the wow. uh, in the story, um, it it's a quality control issue. Doesn't say how long that the uh, factory would be shuttered. Uh, and uh, this is the company that took over the uh, the GM Lordstown factory that was uh, outside of Youngstown, Ohio, uh, and it's been kind of a, a big headache for them. I believe Foxconn, the t- Chinese tech giant that uh, that builds iPhones, uh, bought into the plant, giving uh, them some uh, some breathing room there. Uh, it says Lordstown uh, announced to deliver 31 trucks in 2022 after beginning deliveries in November, uh, but it doesn't say how many are in customer hands. Uh, and it says 19 of the trucks were in, in company hands. So anyway, I can't imagine a lot of you have uh, Lordstown trucks, so it, it probably, uh, probably isn't a big deal to you. But uh, if you do, uh, yeah, whatever. Hey, hey Mike, did you hear? <laughs> No, I haven't. 
Uh, allegedly, uh, the Ram 1500 Rev electric pickup sh- truck is uh, is sold out. So uh, obviously, the uh, the interwebs uh, seem to be disappointed that it looked a lot like a DT and regular Ram and, and not like the concept. But that didn't seem to matter to orders. And so uh, the truck um, insider membership program that they pitched on their website uh, has reached maximum capacity and reservations are sold out for now just a week into the production uh, version's reveal. So if you uh, missed your opportunity there, uh, it looks like uh, you are going to have to wait on the sidelines until they open some more up. And I mean, it's not really a surprise when, when we saw... Uh, Silverado EV, Hummer EV, Lightning. Rivian, Lightning, they all sold out. There's a lot of early adopters. The DT is a great platform. Though. It is. And guess what? They all beat the Cybertruck to market. <laughs> These are all trucks you can get that don't have Tesla in uh, in front of them. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, Mike Rice, did you hear? No, I didn't. Uh, at least 100 new F-150 Lightning pickups uh, had a battery issue. Uh, I think you saw uh, one of them, uh, something happened at a charging thing. It was on the internet at a, at a charging stop. Um, so it looks like uh, Motor Authority confirmed that the new F-150 Lightnings are being held in transit under a stop ship order and that there's a stop build order that's currently in effect and it stems from the battery, but it uh, doesn't say what, uh, what the issue is. Uh, it's been reported on at least 100 pickups and uh, obviously Ford has access to the vehicles through their uh, over-the-air connection, but it can potentially involve even more trucks. So uh, if you have the issue, you'll be alerted by Ford and uh, it'll be covered. And the Detroit Free Press said, uh, you know, according to Ford, uh, quote, unquote, we monitor vehicle data to help ensure vehicles are performing as expected in the field. We've identified that in some vehicles, their high voltage battery is not performing as intended, which could result in performance degradation. Anyway, another recall. Apparently, if you bought a new vehicle in the last couple of years, uh, you are going to be bringing it back. That's everybody. Yeah, seems about right. All right. uh, Hey, Mike Rice, did you hear? No, I didn't, Holman. Oh, you did not hear this. That uh, VW's to build its own factory for the Scout Electric brand. I'm looking forward to that. It's kind of interesting, right? Um, They decided not to partner with a third-party builder to assemble the Scout. So that's kind of news. We've talked about the Scouts and the VW tie-up. Uh, but it looks like they might have some sort of tie-in with uh, with Audi, uh, possibly. Makes sense. So uh, says that uh, they are they're moving forward, and the uh, it, it looks like using the same underpinnings, you could get a ruggedized Audi. Uh, I'm sure it's the same way that uh, you know the Lamborghini Urus and the yeah. Q8 and all those all share that same platform on that side. Yeah, that's probably what it'll be. There'll be a lot of you know Volkswagen's always been good with the platform sharing. Yeah, they're really good at being exceptional cars right up until the day your warranty runs out. Even before your warranty <laughs> runs out. Uh, everybody, uh, Audi makes a beautiful car with beautiful interior, and I have to laugh. People go, oh, I'm looking at an Audi. I'm like, just lease it. Yeah. You don't want it after the lease period. Yeah. They're really expensive to fix. Very expensive to fix. Same thing with the Volkswagens. Everybody's like, oh, you know, I, it hasn't given me any heart, any any problems. And it's like, well, mine's nine years old and has 26,000 miles on it. And I don't drive it because when I do, it'll break. <laughs> yeah, and you can't afford the uh, the bridge to the next, uh, you know, the next break. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, here's a good one. Hey, uh, Mike Rice, did you hear? No, I didn't. Apparently, uh, you'll be able to tune uh, a base model Colorado four-cylinder. Uh, to ZR2 level torque, so uh, your your standard work truck can get up to a 430 pound feet of uh, of torque. So that's pretty cool. Wow, um, that's a lot for a little pickup truck. That's a lot. Obviously, we've talked about on the show. There's a bunch of different states of tune. So the standard work truck is a 237 horse. 
The uh, L2R mid-level is 259. Uh, the mid-range variants with the, uh, I guess the next step up is the L3B. Those are 310 horsepower and 390 pound-feet of torque. Uh, and then, of course, the Trail Boss, Work Truck, LT, ZR2, they get 430 But for an additional 395 bucks to the dealer, uh, you can tune the middle variant, L3B, up to produce the extra 40 pound-feet of torque. So uh, the 310 horsepower figure is the same for uh, all L3B-equipped trucks. And uh, that engine on the Work Truck is uh, almost a $1,200 work uh, upgrade on the Work Truck. So you can get, the, get a basic truck with zero two levels of power for an extra 1580 bucks, which is probably Who cool. wouldn't take that deal? Right? Uh, so here's what I'm thinking. Um, again, you work at a dealership. You know that service is king. And as manufacturers transition to vehicles that are arguably less service intensive, uh, although an argument can be made because I've seen a lot of dead EVs <laughs> on your lot. Um, less, no comment. Yeah, right. Uh, less service intensive. Uh, they're figuring out ways to get you back to the dealer to spend money. And I think this is kind of Chevy's foray into come spend that aftermarket money with us and we'll keep it under warranty and, and all yeah. that, right? Jeep's kind of the king at that at the moment, I think. I, Jeep performance parts, that yeah. whole line of stuff. Oh, yeah. So what what's your thought on those products? They're actually really good products. I think they, they've done a really good job with the aftermarket making quality products. You know, the bumper, the line of bumpers, the suspensions, rock rails, the wheels, they do a really good job. And it's, you know, they're trying to get that money back back in the dealership network. And the nice thing is, is, you know, <laughs> they can't really void your warranty if they sell it to you, right? <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, that, that's that's the hope, right? Is, is that uh, you're going to get something that's fully engineered to OE levels. And uh, 430 pound-feet of torque from a little four-cylinder, 2.7. Now, I was reading an article the other day, and I want to try and get the chief engineer from General Motors on uh, on the podcast because they were talking about all the diesel th- tricks they used to make that gas motor to make it live. Yeah. And uh, there's some really interesting engineering going on there, and I'd love to have a deep dive on that down uh, down the down the way. So, All right, uh, I guess that's it for news, but I, I think we want to uh, go and uh, we'll check in on some emails here. You email? Yeah. All right, uh, I got one here from uh, Frig uh, Schutz, uh, or Schutz. He says, Yo, Holman and Lightning. Uh, the uh, Yo, Holman and Rice on this episode. Uh, <laughs> what happened with the new episode with Scott Birdsall? I tried twice and it cut out mid-interview with Scott. Hopefully it's not an issue on my end. I listen with Apple Podcasts regularly. Uh, yeah, so uh, we had an upload issue. Usually you guys are great about telling us about it. We catch it pretty quick. Uh, but sometimes it can take up to 12 hours or so after we fix it to get fixed on all the different feeds. So uh, that should be all fixed by now. So we appreciate that. All right, Mike, your uh, your uh, dealer's choice over there on your email. I got an email here from Jeremy McDaniel. Um, hey guys, catching up on episodes, and I'm on 259. And I apologize if this hasn't been answered 12 times already. Uh, he's saying Jay, his favorite, one of his favorite tool sets is the grab and go one case style set. Okay, so uh, Lightning had asked for a very specific tool set that nobody makes exactly what he wanted, and so our, our listeners are uh, kind of giving us some ideas here. Well, it sounds like Milwaukee's pretty close, because Jeremy says, I'll break this down, because there truly isn't just one good all-in-one socket solution, in my opinion. After searching, I landed on a Milwaukee socket set, impact rated, 
which you need to decide if you need impact rated, which I like to carry impact re, you know, rated sockets. I do too, because you can't kill them. Even if you're not using an impact on them, Correct. you don't booger up the, you know, where it uh, goes onto the uh, the ratchet. And you can also put a lot of torque on it. Like if you're out in the desert and somebody blew it with an impact gun and you need to get like a 20-foot pipe to undo those uh, wheel nuts, uh, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> so apparently this set is half-inch drive sockets only, laser labeled, 19 to 36 for bigger needs. And then a smaller case with the standards, um, with a set of standard and metric and 3 eighths. Uh, he says, but the set I typically grab is the Craftsman go-through socket set. It goes 3.5 to 19. I use this set all the time. I know it does not cover the size spread you specified, but I never need to decide on deep or shallow. And if it has a majority of sizes you typically need on the daily, go-through has you covered in most instances, so no need to have deep or shallow. Pictures are below. I use these as an electrician and automotive uses. This is my two cents Later on, guys, and blah, 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 Holman, drop. Oh, I don't have that right now. It's I'll do it live. Uh, Lightning has this drop of me going, and so I don't have it, so I have to do it live. So that's what Yeah, hopefully I didn't butcher that email. No, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) I got this one from uh, Jordan Scott says, Ah, gentlemen, and nods. Uh, First and foremost, the ant farm. I fully support the pod shed, but if the studio has to have another name, it doesn't. Uh, go with the ant farm or another listener suggestion of the parts department. Sorry, I forget who was like a light bulb going off. Uh, any of uh, those three, why not set it up an Instagram poll? Because uh, I'm a dictator and I don't want to do that. Uh, it is the pod shed. It's just what it is. Uh, second, huge, huge, huge shout out to uh, Progressive Insurance. Uh, that's not a shout out you would normally get. Uh, I don't pay for more than I have to in total loss, but Flo took damn good care of me and I cannot recommend their services more highly. I got triple what I thought I was going to get from my old Ranger because of that. We moved on to uh, the third item of the email. The drops were on point when you read my last email and it was the perfect amount of levity to cap off what was looking to be a bleak future in SITU. Uh, I have a vintage Univega roadie to rip around on, so it wasn't completely wheelless, but regardless, I'm back on four wheels. I found a 2008 Ranger XLT. It's got the best powertrain the Ranger was ever equipped with, a single overhead cam, four liter. I uh, had that in my 2002 Ranger. I love that. Proper five speed. I had that. Uh, Ford 8.8 with 373 open. I believe I had four tens in mine because it was FX4. Uh, 141,000 miles, metallic gray, two-door extended cab, cloth, 50-50 buckets, and jump seats with a four-pin trailer connector. It was definitely a work truck and has the patina to show for it, but it's been very well-maintained and runs like a dream. I've already got a cheap Pioneer stereo in it, couldn't live without any CarPlay, and I've already had the speakers from the old truck. The head unit was dying and not worth saving. I've got plans and supplies to deep clean the interior, tint with eBay pre-cut specials, and sound dead in the cab with a kill mat. You should uh, try our friends over at Soundskins. Uh, he, oh, he goes on. I, I guess I, I botched that. He says, Soundskins was beyond my wallet's reach, uh, doing this on my own on purpose. And I'm probably too deaf to notice the difference anyway. Anyway, uh, expect an article with advice for do-it-yourselfers looking to do the same to their new-to-them vehicles on you-know-where place. Once Uncle Sam gives me my money back, I'm going to celebrate my birthday early at Summit and go intake uh, foolish exhaust. JBA makes a carb-approved shorty headers. And B6, uh, that's the Bill Steins, 4600s. Other than the, that, I'm getting into an OBS Ford or 302-powered second-gen Explorer. I don't think I'd be happier with another daily driver. I'm a weirdo and a nerd, so please allow me to introduce Bill the Pony. That's the Lord of the Rings reference for those out there with better things to do than live in fantasy worlds. I uh, plan on telling a lot more stories about my old workhorse, and you can bet I'll keep bothering you two with them. Thanks, guys. It really means a lot being included. I know I'm not the only listener who appreciates how great you guys are to the fans. 5,000 stars! Uh, you choose the drops. Uh, I only have a few here, so I, I guess we're just going to have to go back to uh, 
to uh, yeah, buddy. But I, you know what? I think I'm going to go uh, game show. I, uh, I love that one. Uh, and he says, I've been too busy taking pictures, uh, but you both know what Rangers look like. And that's uh, Jordan Scott, who uh, works at my old uh, place of employment. <laughs> well, I have I have an email here, again, from uh, Philip Faust. I think he's emailed you before. Yeah, so he e- emailed us about his uh, 90 Toyota pickup truck mm-hmm. with the uh, two-wheel drive spindles. I think we read that on the, uh, the last episode. Yeah, so he emailed back, and um, his email says he appreciates you guys. Uh, I heard my email on the show, which, there you go. All right. Uh, with me wanting to lower my lifted Toyota pickup, you shortly after mentioned a Back to the Future style Toyota, which I yelled at my radio because my ZR2 is a tribute to that truck. Oh, I may I may have botched that looking at knowing that he has a ZR2 tribute, and I may not have called that out. So, Philip, I apologize. I know you have a, a ZR2 uh, that's a uh, Back to Fu- uh, Future tribute. It's yeah. a uh, rad truck. Yeah, he included some pictures of it here. It looks pretty nice. AEV snorkel on it. Looks like it's some KMC beadlocks possibly. Uh, Casey Lights, nice looking truck. Right on. Yeah. All right, got one last one here from Chad Like. He says, uh, Boss Haas and Lightning Bug. Uh, I, okay, I'll go with that. Um, I realized I missed an episode and went back to December 26th. Lightning Bug asked for recommendations on a socket set. I'd recommend these from Milwaukee, and he sent uh, some links. There isn't any extra fluff in these sets that you don't need, but what's really cool is the case they come in because it can be attached to a pack-out floor plate that you can mount just about anywhere. So two things on that. This is another listener saying Milwaukee has a set Lightning could use, and also our friend Britt over at American Adventure Lab. Uh, he has a, uh, a floor plate that you can get and mount to various stuff. Oh, that sounds awesome. Lock the uh, <clears throat> red boxes, too. Um, it says, in addition to the system, it works great because you can buy other boxes, storage, and tool sets that can link up to the same set, so it all locks in place and stays put. The best part is the set does not rattle when running dirt roads in the trucks because each piece is securely in place. The set I sent uh, via link is uh, currently quarter-inch and three-eight drive set, but Milwaukee's releasing a half-inch drive set in the same size case very soon. I don't work on vehicles daily, but I am an engineer in the automotive technology field. I promise they will take a beating and then turn around and ask for more. Hopefully this is helpful. I've owned Snap-on, Matco, Proto, and Cornwell, and this is uh, the set that's by far my favorite. Good luck in your search. We need a tool talk section. Oh, I should write that down. That's a good so idea. I'm going to write that down. Tool talk, because we are talking about uh, some more segments. Um, a tool talk section. In fact, uh, we have Wera tools, I think, coming on uh, in the next few episodes. So, Chad, really appreciate you uh, giving us uh, the the lowdown on that stuff. And... Uh, Going back to uh, the Brit at American Adventure Lab, I was just there last week in uh, in St. George, uh, Utah, and uh, we did a ton of stuff on the Jeep. So hopefully in the next episode we can talk about it. But I got to talk about the crazy weather. So it's it's been we've super crazy yeah, weather. We got hit by a wild storm here in SoCal, and I think you saw my pictures on on the internet uh, or on my socials where it's coming back through Vegas and California Highway Patrol had the uh, I-15 closed at uh, State Line. And by the time I got there, they were only letting passenger cars through. So uh, going through Mesquite, uh, Arizona, on my way home, 75-mile-an-hour crosswinds. My Jeep was getting pummeled by rocks, by sand, just, just absolutely sandblasted. The um, the tumbleweeds were were just exploding over my hood, and I was literally driving with the steering wheel at, like, almost a 90-degree angle wow. the other way. It was – I've never – I've driven that, you know, dozens upon dozens of times through all sorts of weather – so, Never experienced So that. did you have to detour and head south and then like into Arizona and then cut over on the 10? No. So I stayed the 15 the whole way. Okay. It was just crazy. And you know, back behind State Line on Prim, mm-hmm. you can cut east and then take that road by the dry lake bed yep. and then get into California. I was fully prepared to go off-roading and because at that point, there's no weather. It was just the wind was crazy. And dude, I'll have to tell you, um, 
I get through, st- I get to state line, and the CHP has it blocked uh, right when you get off the off ramp because they had the the, uh, the freeway closed, and they were vetting people. So if you had a trailer or you're a truck, you go to the parking section. If you were a single car, they were letting you continue on, which is which was nuts. So as I climbed out out of uh, out of uh, Prim uh, and got into elevation, the sandstorm turned into a full whiteout blizzard. Wow. And there were five vehicles together. It dropped all the way down to uh, 24 degrees, which is pretty cold for that part yeah. of California. And, uh, dude, it was wild. I, I couldn't see the lanes, and some guys moved out of my way and kind of let me lead the pack. I'll tell you, the 392 was absolutely stunning and sure-footed in that weather. It was so good. Didn't even slip once. Do you have your 7,000 series lights on? Uh, I, I had covers on those, but uh, I had my Baja Design 20-inch light bar, okay. the amber on. So I had the ambers on, and it helped be able to see in that nice. snow for sure. And, you know, I was using, you know, at that point, I think the freeway is three lanes wide, and I was using the markers on the side to stay in the middle because it was so crazy. And the freeway would gently turn. You'd be like, oh, there's the edge. It's just and a ribbon of white. Yeah. People were just following me in, in the wake of the 392. I was doing like 35, 40 miles an hour. I had a, a sustained 50-mile-an-hour headwind where um, usually if I'm going, you know, 55 miles an hour, it's usually doing about 21, 22 miles per gallon. Uh, at 55, or actually at 50 miles per hour, I was doing six. Wow. Because it was just, the wind was was crazy. It just sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. The The good news and the sad news is I thought when I got out, it was going to be trashed. I thought the whole Jeep was going to be trashed. I was like actually sad driving it. I was like, oh man. As you guys know, I put the Expel um, PPF on. We did the thick self-healing stuff. Not a scratch on the paint. There's a couple little dings where a couple good rocks got me. Paint underneath is pristine. No damage to the Jeep whatsoever, except my windshield was so sandblasted, I'm going to have to get a new windshield. That's amazing. But the paint's fine. The PPF did its job. So if you're thinking about doing that, I, I was literally sandblasted for 20 or 30 minutes of full-on 70-mile-an-hour uh, gusts. You should put a picture of that up for everyone to see. That like When I saw the picture of the windshield, I was yeah. like, there's no way that the front of the Jeep yeah. sustained any, it, like didn't sustain any And damage. you saw it. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, nothing. Yeah, the windshield looks like it got hit with a sandblaster, but everything else looks, yeah. looks good. So I mean, it looks like I'm driving through like a diamond tiara or something when I'm driving because of all the <laughs> all the pitting. Looks but, like the windshield's wet, and you turn your um, wipers on, and there's it's just pits. Dude, it, it was crazy. So I, I I think the big thing for me is I was just having that type of extreme weather and have the 392 get through that no problem. Obviously, all wheel drive. Uh, the mileage sucked in the wind. I gotta say that, but the totally expel PPF. That stuff saved the day because if, if it wasn't for the PPF, um, I I don't I don't know what would have happened. Oh, you'd be making an insurance claim, and your whole Jeep would be getting painted. Yeah. So my uh, my agent actually reached out because he's a friend of mine on Facebook. Saw all the stuff. He goes, "Oh, just give us a call. Hundred dollar deductible in your policy. We'll we'll get it fixed for you." Wow. And it's like sweet. So uh, there, I, we, I know we had a shout out to Progressive. There's my shout out to uh, State Farms. So um, they were like, we'll uh, put you in touch with our glass guy. We'll get that fixed for you. So it's like, okay. Now you got to call AV and get a windshield banner. That's true. Right? You do, huh? I got to move my fast track over and you know all that stuff. So anyway, uh, so so is uh, the way it goes sometimes when you drive cross country and uh, and uh, you know explore this beautiful uh, country when you are in the middle of a massive storm. You get bumps and bruises. Yep. So. Uh, how do you think your two-door JK would have done? Just fine. <laughs> How fast would you have been able to go? Probably the same. All right. It's so, pl- with that long arm on it, it's yeah. so planted on the ground. It, you know, it's got two-inch springs on it and 37s and a long arm. It, it it will not move. But anything else, like I've driven it before that in crosswinds. A little squirrely. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I just want to pull over and stop. 
Well, I, I had to, I'll be honest, I, uh, it took me about, should be five and a half hours to get home from St. George. Uh, I ended up taking me like nine and a half, ten hours, and I just pulled over and slept for an hour yeah. at a time a couple times because it was just so bad. just couldn't see. When I woke up, I, I had like three inches of snow in the desert on that's, top of the Jeep. That's so crazy. So, uh, happy to be home, that's for sure. I bet. All right, well, I, for one, am, uh, am happy to be home. And that's the uh, that's the show. So, Mike Rice, thanks for uh, filling in for Lightning. I think uh, he's itching to get back in here. I'm sure he is. Thanks for having me. You know, he has uh, big little shoes to fill. So, I, I hopefully I didn't butcher it too bad. I mean, not not too bad. I think you did good. You're welcome back anytime. Come hang out. We'll just drink whiskey and do a podcast. Sounds like a plan. Almost like I have a podcast. Like. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the Jeffersons. I'm going to. I see that you finished yours. I'm going to finish mine now. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. All right. Uh, if you want to connect with us, check it out. Truckshowpodcast.com. The website is up, and uh, you can email us truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your calendar of events. We'll get those put up, and we'll talk about them on the show. If you've got a local truck show and you want people to know about it, uh, that's our service to you. We want to make sure that truck enthusiasts uh, get to connect throughout the country. Uh, he's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast. And, uh, Mike, if uh, people want to find you, what's your uh, what's your social handle? Long Beach Mike on Instagram. There you go. Long Beach Mike, at Long Beach Mike. All right, uh, we need your five-star hotlines, people. Come on, leave us some messages. We miss hearing from you. 657-205-6105. We miss you so much. We'd like to hear your voices. And again, thank you uh, to Nissan, our presenting sponsor, who's been with us for uh, going on five years now, which is uh, incredible. And uh, if you had a new Titan, uh, if you bought that when this show started, you're still under warranty for like two more months. So, uh, or maybe a month, I guess about a month. So uh, head on down to your local Nissan dealer, check out the Frontier, the Titan, the Titan XD. Uh, the Titans have the industry's best warranty. Again, five-year, 100,000 miles, and uh, you can build in price at NissanUSA.com. And also special thanks to Banks. Uh, Banks Power has uh, all sorts of stuff that you need for your truck. You might not even know what you need. Just go to BanksPower.com, enter your year, make, and model, and uh, you can find out all the uh, all the goodies they have, and uh, you can put that on your birthday, your Christmas, your Father's Day list, whatever, but uh, you're going to want an iDash, a Pedal Monster, a Derringer. You're going to want a Ram Air diff cover. That stuff's no joke. I have I have basically all of that on my truck. On your Cummins? <laughs> yeah, on my Cummins. And you've sold a bunch of those. I've over sold a at, bunch yeah. of it. Yeah, it's great stuff. I had somebody today asking, they're like, hey, is that is that rear diff cover? Like, is that really legit? Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, if you it's understood. It's legit. Yeah. yeah, go to YouTube and you can see videos that Banks uh, Go down the rabbit up. hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he used to get sucked down. Uh, Gail actually, uh, you know, there's some flat back covers that are he out there. He shows his work. And he shows his work through yep. a plexiglass yep. and shows why they shape their cover the way they do. Yep. Uh, how there's an actual dead spot of airflow. So even if you have fins, there's nothing going over it. So they actually duct air over it. It's, it's an amazing product. So uh, if you tow or haul and you want to keep those diff temps uh, safe, uh, you'll definitely want to check out the Ram Air diff cover. And also the ears on it that scoop the air, uh, they're designed to break off. So if you're a, an off-roader and yep. you hit a rock, uh, it's not going to pull your cover off. It's just going to break the ears off. And the bank stuff has a lifetime warranty. So yeah, it's a must-have for anybody that tows or yeah. does off-road. 
Absolutely. And then also our friends over at Full Moon Digital, if you're a company that needs help with SEO, uh, social, uh, you'll want to talk to Derek and the crew over at Full Moon Digital. Head over to fullmoondigital.com. They've been uh, helping us out quite a bit to uh, keep the Truck Show podcast in front of you. Uh, hopefully you guys have been seeing lots of ads and, uh, and lots of things promoting the show. And uh, if you guys uh, will, again, head to truckshowpodcast.com, you can check out what we're doing. The shop will be up soon. Uh, our first batch of T-shirts should be uh, should be pretty soon. We're going to offer Truck Show Podcast T-shirts and hats, I think, to start, maybe hoodies. Uh, once we start that, we'll start rolling in some of the fun stuff that we have planned for uh, for the podcast. So, uh, dude, again, couldn't thank you more. Uh, I, I told Thanks Lightning. Thanks for having me on. He's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, uh, have a guest host? And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Who? I'm like, we have Mike? He goes, oh, call Mike. So. I'm honored to sit in the chair, so thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, everybody, we miss you. We love you. We mean it. And uh, we'll see you next episode. All right, you guys. Love you, mean it. Bye. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. Mike, please fill in for lightning more often. With you, the show is 50% better. Today's show was almost listenable. Suck it, Alice.